Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of After 9. We will not waste your time with preamble because we have important things to do here, Kat. Yeah, don't ask what's up. You don't want to know the answer. No, you don't want to know. Listen, I'm going to... There's a couple of things here. Uh, First off, I'm going to start off by saying what everybody else is thinking. Fuck! That? Thank you. That's one of them. I'm really starting to think, and I hate to say it, but I'm starting to think, our government doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. (laughs) <laughs> what? How Seriously. dare you? Uh, yeah. What in the actual fuck was that yesterday? Mm-hmm. What? Here, let, let me play a little bit of it for you. Please. The situation is changing quickly, and we need to respond. Right now, I'm extremely concerned about the new variants, the South African variant, the UK variant spreading in India, and... The Brazilian variant that is spreading rampantly in B.C. right now. They're also all spreading here, Doug. (laughs) And we need the federal government to look at tighter restrictions at our borders to protect us from these deadly variants of concern. Here, here. We do need tighter restrictions at the border. But anyway, here's the rest of Doug. And here at home, we have taken decisive action to get the spread in our communities down with a stay-at-home order announced last week. We need some time for the actions we've taken so far to start having the effect we need. Before I get him to actually say it, I just want to say I find it funny that he's gone back to decisive action. Because at the beginning of the pandemic, he said that every time. Every time there's a news conference, we've taken decisive action. We've decisively done this. Nothing about the last few months has been decisive. It's been reacting instead of being proactive to what we all know is going to happen. Here's a little bit more. And our best defense right now is staying home, limiting limiting mobility, staying the course when it comes to health and science. But the next few weeks will be critical. Right now, we need to do everything possible to get ahead of these variants. And, unfortunately, that means looking at our schools. I know this is not what many of you want to hear. Minister Lecce and his team have done an incredible job keeping the schools safe. Get the fuck out of here. But, until we get the numbers in the community down to where we need them, the problem is not in our schools, it is in our community. And... Yeah? what, did he actually say it's not in our schools, the problem? Yeah. I mean, the, the government is still convinced that COVID doesn't circulate around the schools. It's the community, kids catch it, and then bring it into the schools. That's right. actually what they think. Right. But they don't actually spread it to each other, even though there are so many numbers to say otherwise. Actual numbers that they publish daily that says it is. 
It's crazy to me. But anyway, here's the good stuff. Bringing our kids back to a congregate setting in school after a week off in the community is a risk that I won't take. Because we, need, we know that the more COVID spreads in our communities, the more likely it is to get into the schools. And that would create massive problems for all of us down the road. My friends, no one wants our kids in school more than I do. That's where they belong. But with COVID spreading like wildfire, with these deadly variants taking hold in Ontario, we simply can't be too cautious right now. We have to be proactive. That's ironic that he's saying proactive, Cat. I'm not even going to play the rest of it. Spoiler alert, he's for an indefinite amount of time. Didn't put a timeline on it at all. Doug said that kids will do distance learning going forward. When America's reopening their schools today, mm-hmm. Ontario is closing theirs. That's how fucked up it's become, Kat. Proact- we I'm just sure. closed the at, schools. I'm still giggling at the proactive, that part. Really? What, what, Scott, in your opinion, what would have actually been proactive? Proactive would have been dealing with this suit. I mean, there's so many things that went wrong here. Right. The border right. should have been secured from the start. The variants should have never been allowed in. And then right. we wouldn't be in this mess. Yeah. If we had vaccines, we wouldn't be in this mess. If they'd actually gone ahead with March break back in March, like it was originally scheduled, we might have avoided this mm-hmm. because it's only in the last couple of weeks that the variants have gotten totally out of control. Mm -hmm. I I think a lot of people saw this coming, right? Most people understood that if they shut the schools down, they probably will not reopen. We talked about this three weeks ago in the podcast. And it's the flipping and flopping that pisses me right off. Because the the only thing that I agree with Doug on here is the situation is changing quickly. And it certainly did change quickly. But so much could have been done before this. And not to mention, and I know you want to get to Lecce, and we'll get to Lecce, because... It was set in stone. Don't, nope, nope. The kids are going back after break. The kids are going. In fact, it was just on Sunday that a big, what was it, a statement, a press release, whatever it was, was issued on Sunday. And then Monday, what a change of tune. Yeah, it certainly did change quickly. And you're telling me that happened out of nowhere? Come on. Something's you wrong within, within their own little pile of people there. It really is. It's not proactive and it's not decisive. It's the exact opposite of what the premier just said. Now, let me say this. Closing the schools is the right decision right now. I think it should have been done a while ago, or I think we should have done it or mitigated the the potential for this a while ago, but we didn't. And here we are closing the schools right now is the right decision because, you know, I I wouldn't want to be Doug Ford having to come out and do the news conference the day after a child died from COVID-19 or a variant that they caught in school. It would have been, there would have been a public inquiry, possibly even criminal. Mm -hmm. That's what everyone would have been calling for. It's the right decision to close schools. And I know it sucks. We shouldn't be in this position. We shouldn't be here. We should have been through this by now. This should be over. But since it's not, this is what we've got to do. We have to close the schools. And if you're up Shit's Creek because of this decision, fuck, I feel so bad for you mm-hmm. because you didn't do anything wrong. You did nothing wrong. This has been a start to finish failure of leadership from Trudeau through his cabinet down to Doug through his cabinet and so on and so forth. It has been a failure of leadership. 
But closing the schools now is the right decision. I'm sorry. It sucks, but it is because there's so many cases circulating right now. Was it 4,400 yesterday or something like that? Yeah. 4,400 new cases. Yeah. How did we get to this point, guys? And let's talk about the education minister for a second here. Uh, Steve Lecce is a very, very nice man. And Steve is, he's a former listener of ours. When we were on in the GTA, he did used to listen. I do know that. And, and a really nice guy, kind-hearted, and I think his, his heart's in the right place. And I can't figure out if he's just stupid or stubborn or if they hung him out to dry yesterday. I really can't understand it. But he, here's just a little bit of Steve. Uh, the recommendation of the Chief Medical Officer of Health has been that schools, which represent in and around 1.5 million kids that were going into class physically, uh, that by having them stay home, uh, that can help limit mobility and ultimately help reduce the risk of this virus spreading. Thank you. That's all you need to say. That's all you need to say. Keeping them home helps limit mobility, eliminates the risk, sorry, cuts the risk of it spreading even more. So... Stephen Lecce came out on Sunday and doubled down on it. So he did it Friday and then he put out a letter Sunday saying schools will reopen after the April break. And then Monday, Doug Ford came out with Lecce, made him do the perp walk and said, yeah, we're shutting the schools down. Let's be clear. There's nothing different from Friday to Sunday to Monday. Nothing changed except the opinion of the government And maybe it's medical advisors. Why did he double down on opening schools again on Monday in his letter on Sunday, Mm -hmm. only to have this happen the next day? Well, that's why I think something is going on in between that between that group of people. There's lack of communication is what I mainly mean by that. And I'm not sure if that's on purpose or not. I don't know if someone's getting fucked over here or if they're actually that confused and unsure that they made that decision so quickly. Someone's hanging out someone else to dry, I think. Well, yesterday, I mean, we said it in the podcast last week. I, we flat out just told Doug, and I, I think he's a listener, uh, just hang the doctor out to dry. If the doctor's making the decision, stop, stop wearing them. Either disagree with him publicly or hang him out to dry. And it seems like they both hung the education minister out yeah, to dry yesterday. It seems like Lecce was the target of that one. Well, I don't know if he went rogue by sending out that letter or he didn't get it approved first or what he was thinking. By putting out that letter. But I'm going to be honest with you guys. As nice as Steven is. He's got to go. They need to shuffle him out of that portfolio. You need to take Steven Lecce out of education. And stick him anywhere else. I don't give a shit. Put him in charge of the treasury. Or the ministry of transportation. Put him in charge of fucking anything else but education right now. Because it's one thing. When the teachers unions are angry at him. That's fine. That doesn't matter who the education minister is. The teachers unions are going to shit all over the education minister, regardless of who it is. But now the parents have completely lost confidence. This was an extreme contrast from Sunday to Monday. And Steve has to wear it. He's got to go. I mean, people need to have some confidence in their government. And I don't know that anybody can ever look at Stephen Lecce and think you're fucking lying to me. Or not think that. How can you not? After that contrast, 
I'm sorry, yeah. but Stephen Lecce has got to go. He can't be the education minister anymore, and I don't expect them to do it tonight or tomorrow. But maybe in the summertime, during the lull, when nobody's paying attention to politics, shuffle him out, put a new person in charge of education. I don't think anybody because trusts- people need to have confidence. I, mean, I don't disagree with you, and I don't, but I don't think anybody trusts any of them. I don't think there's one person that I've talked to, and maybe they're just not making themselves uh, you know, as loud as some of the Facebook comment people are. But I don't think there's a lot anybody who stand up and say they fully 100% trust the actions of anybody in charge right now. And I mean Trudeau, I mean Doug Ford, I mean Lecce, I mean David Williams, I mean all of them. Does anyone have 100% trust? Because I think they've proven time and time again that they they really don't know what the fuck is going on. They don't. Either they don't know what's going on or there is no plan or they're not looping everybody in on the plan. By the way, the rumor is that yesterday the uh, the – Cabinet was told to stop leaking stuff to the media. I'll take an assist on that. Yeah. I've been saying that for a while. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You're a cabinet minister. Shut your fucking mouth. Don't leak stuff to the media because it creates panic and hoarding and it scares people. You got to shut up. I'm still of the mindset. I think some of this stuff is purposely leaked. I think sometimes they're okay with it because they don't want to be the ones to shock people. So they're okay with a little bit of a head start. I'm still not fully sure it's a full leak. I think it's very well planned out. Some of them. They were leaking way too much too often. And it was just a free for all to the media and only certain ones, by the way. And they had to stop that. If you want to leak out a concept, Fine. Specific details? No, 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 no. That's for the premier to announce. It's got to come from him or whoever the minister in charge is. So I'm glad they did that too. Uh, listen, Doug, I, I think you had to close the schools. I don't think you had any other choice. The only choice I think you had was to have done this much, much, much sooner and get it over with. Rip the Band-Aid off, put us through a couple of weeks of hard shit Put an end date on it because there has to be an end date and let's move on. Uh, Two other things before we move on to our disaster of a federal government. I do want to say that uh, for the people that just plain don't like Doug Ford, that were fixating yesterday trying to find something about his haircut, like Doug got his haircut. Oh, I saw that too. Honestly, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Are you that desperate? Well, we're in a third state of emergency. When schools just got shut down, when our ICUs are being overrun by COVID patients, they're moving pediatric patients to sick kids to make room in more local GTA hospitals for the amount of COVID patients. It's fucking insane what's going on. And you want to talk about whether or not Doug Ford got a haircut? I mean, Doug must be doing everything right if that's the question that you had. Did he get his hair cut? Honestly, people, will you please try and focus on the big stuff? As it turns out, by the way, he did get a haircut. His daughter cut it. Do you really think that with all eyes on Doug Ford right now, he would walk into one of the salons that he ordered closed and get an underground haircut? Do you really think that happened? Come on. The same people that uh, called him out for the cottage thing a year ago. When he, yeah. Like, honestly, guys, there's so, if you want to find fault with the government, you don't have to look very far. To fixate yesterday of all days on whether or not he got a haircut, honestly, you just make it so fucking trivial that it's just, nobody takes it seriously. Move on. Move on. 
and, and when it comes to um, uh, closing the schools, like I said, it needed to be done. It just needed to be done sooner or they needed to get this under control sooner. That's as far as I can tell where we went wrong here. But either way, now they need to say when they're reopening. You need to say when they're reopening, guys, and I don't care if it is uh, something that you don't know, because I think you do know. I think this was all very strategic when they skipped March break and pushed it to April. I don't know why they left those four days in between the Easter weekend. That was ridiculous to me. But anyway, they uh, they need to say when they're going to reopen. And you guys really seriously need to look at a regional reopening of schools. And the second the numbers are looking good enough or the vaccination numbers are good enough, reopen the schools and let kids get back into the classroom. I really think that as long as they can do it safely, that's where they should be. It's the best thing for them. But you guys need to put a date on it. Mm. And we said the same thing about lockdowns. And I, I think this is a good example since we talk about lockdowns. One of the areas that we broadcast to is Wellington, Dufferin, Guelph. They, for some reason, don't report weekend numbers. So yesterday they released the entire weekend's worth of numbers. And Wellington, Dufferin, Guelph, was it a week and a half ago they had 125 active cases? It was about a week and a half ago, wasn't it? Not very long ago, yeah. So yesterday, Wellington, Dufferin, Guelph announced their weekend numbers. And holy shit, 278 new cases. The number of active cases? 630. So I don't know if one has to do with the other, but I'm going to put this out there just for argument's sake. They were doing great down to like 125 active cases. They had almost nobody in their hospitals for COVID. Then that stay at home order kicked in. Then they went back into lockdown. And sure enough, they now have 100 more active cases than Waterloo does. A hundred more, 630 active cases in Wellington, Dufferin, Guelph, and it wasn't like that while they were open. So guys, again, the clock is ticking. Everybody's watching. This is the verdict on whether or not lockdowns work. And by my count, your stupid stay at home order kicked in a week and a half ago. Let's see where this goes. uh... You've got about another week and then let's see where the numbers are because I've seen nothing but numbers going up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh-huh. The consensus, by the way, because you asked the question of giving the end date, I think they have no fucking idea. I don't think that they have a clue in their head as to when they think kids may possibly be able to go back in class. And there's many people, the consensus, and I'm part of a lot of like these online groups, uh, particularly like the mom groups or the community groups. The consensus seems to be everybody figures this is done, that we're done for the remainder of the year until things are back open in September and everybody's hoping for the best. When it comes to the vaccine rollout, I mean, that's key. We need to be focused on that. And how many times have we said it? And getting the teachers and everybody who works in the schools vaccinated at that time, that's what they need to focus on. But what are we looking at here? How long is it going to take to do that? I really don't see kids going back into physical class before, like when they're supposed to be done, which is end of June, unless they decide to extend the school year and then have them in class until the end of July, for example. It's a fucking gong show. 
it's a it's just such a gong show to think about. It's a mess, and I feel bad for parents. There are some parents who are at their absolute end of the road mentally. Yep, end of the 100%. road. They're now being told again. Oh, yep, you're working from home and you're caring for your kids and making sure they're set up online. It's not easy. It's not easy. And how many, especially the young kids, you know, it takes a toll on all of them, everybody from from elementary school all the way through to high school. So some of them socially, some of them can't handle the screen time constantly all the time. Some won't be, be able to focus at all. And all the while, the parents are being asked to to help keep their kids focused and help out with it. And then their jobs are going to take a toll. It's It's a fucking mess. It's just a mess. And none of it had to happen is what pisses me off. None, None of it, of had, it to had to happen. This is so ridiculous. And I don't have a lot of confidence in our vaccine rollout, which is just bullshit. And then we hear more things from the state, which don't impact us currently, but probably will impact us inevitably, that make things worse. And the vaccine rollout is what we should be focused on and doing the, our best job at. And we're not even doing that. It's, it's infuriating. So... If you don't think school's going back in, and and even that would be a decision, at least we would know, are schools going back in this year? If they would make a decision on that, that would be good. It gives us a target and something to aim for. If they decide that they're not going to reopen schools this year, do we even need to prioritize the teachers for vaccines? Because they'll be working from home. Yes. Do we, we even do. need to do it? Yes, we still do. Why? And I'll tell you why. There's there are two dose vaccines. You need to get them in arms by the end of April so that they these can be completed by the end of August so that next school year isn't fucked up. We've already screwed up last school year and we definitely screw, screwed up this school year. Let's not fuck with 2021, 2022 school year. Let's keep those kids in class. Like you said, that's important. So let's focus on that. In order to do that, let's get these shots in arms for the teachers, the staff, anybody involved in school, they need to get it done by the end of this month. Is it going to happen? Probably not, because they're so fucking unorganized. It's incredible. It makes my head spin, the amount of disorganization happening there. And I know in some cases, it's a lack of vaccines. And it, some of it's in their control, some of it's not. And that goes all the way to the top, Trudeau. But it's, Oh, that he's coming. Needs, Don't worry, we're getting to him in a I minute. I know. Ugh. This needs to happen. By the end of the month, absolutely they should. They should be prioritized right now so that the second shot and their full vaccines are done by the start of next this upcoming school year. I'll tell you just quickly how I feel about that before we get to why we're in an international embarrassment in this country. Um, the best way to make sure that you have full efficacy against the virus is to get your shots three weeks apart, up to three weeks apart. And I just think that if we can trust the prime minister, if we can trust Justin Trudeau and this procurement that he has apparently arranged, then we could vaccinate the teachers with one shot in July, one shot in August. They have maximum protection and next year's fine. And then we can spend the next few months worrying about the actual people that are actually going to work in a physical setting right now. And I mean the manufacturers and so on and so forth, not just people who happen to, even though they're perfectly safe, live in the wrong area code. I, I for the life of me, I can't figure that out. I, I I don't understand why we've focused on certain area codes and anybody 18 plus in those area codes can get a shot. That makes no sense to me whatsoever, because a lot of the people in those area codes are perfectly safe. They're perfectly safe. There's no need to prioritize them based on postal code. It's fucking stupid. But anyway, uh, let's go to what happened yesterday. And this is. This is just awful, guys. It's a one-minute clip of a four-minute clip that I'm going to play for you. This is the worldwide leader in news, 
carried in almost every single country on earth. CNN yesterday, the lead with Jake Tapper. Some bad news for our, for our neighbors north on our world lead. Canada is now outpacing the United States in terms of coronavirus cases per capita. This is a concerning uptick, considering that the Canadian vaccine rollout is not going well at all. By comparison, in the U.S., more than one in three Americans have gotten at least their first shot. In Canada, fewer than one in five received their first shot. CNN's Paula Newton now finds out what's causing Canada's vaccine drought. And that's hard to stomach. It's really hard to stomach. Doctors frustrated, exhausted as a growing third wave of COVID cases spreads across Canada, even more serious than the first two. And vaccines are arriving far too late to stem the surge. One horrifying look inside Canadian ICUs filled to capacity and beyond. And it's clear, doctors say, Canada's vaccine shortage is now their problem. We went through a period where we were rapidly trying to immunize our healthcare workers, both first and second doses, to all of a sudden we're not getting the supply that we thought we would. We have nothing. And it went down to, I remember, weeks where there was no vaccine. Vaccines change the game of this pandemic. And can In case you're wondering, the woman you just heard speaking is an emergency room doctor at Humber River Hospital. That's one of our doctors talking to Paula Newton from CNN on the lead with Jake Tapper, reminding everyone about what we went through in February when we had zero vaccines in this country. Zero. Mm -hmm. None coming in. And if you look back at how all this could have been avoided, again, it comes back to vaccines. Where are the vaccines? This week, there's none coming in from Moderna. They're delivering every other week. Pfizer is sending a million this week. That'll help. But Ontario's share of that is much less. We need vaccines. They had no new cases in most of the Atlantic provinces yesterday. Since we're prioritizing in Ontario, is it time to start prioritizing nationally and start taking some of the vaccines from Atlantic Canada and dropping them in Ontario? Because I know that they'll lose their shit if we try and take some of their vaccines. Of course they will. But we've got a big problem here, a big problem. And now it's international news how bad it is in Canada. Think back to remember when all this started and everybody was watching Italy like, oh, God, that's terrible. Yeah. No, and if, we're Italy now. And at first it was embarrassing and now it's quite it's infuriating, right? I don't know if anyone feels the anger. I'm at the anger stage now and people are asking a lot of questions, right? Some people just truly don't know. The government will tell you whatever whoever's in charge and I, I by government I mean I guess I'll say Trudeau, right? He'll tell you whatever he needs to tell you and say, "Well, they can't produce them fast enough for us." I'm not sure if that's accurate. Is that accurate or did he just not uh, do better good deals from the beginning? It were his it, deals too shitty from the get-go. They were bad deals. And you know what? The entire thing, it's almost antitrust, bordering on it. The fact that they they misled Canadians as much as they did throughout all of this. We've, even Jake Tapper called them out yesterday. We've secured more doses per capita than any other country in the world. We all heard that. And there was all that reason for optimism. And we had health Canada just firing off approvals left, right and center. Like Pfizer, you get approved Johnson and Johnson. You get approved Moderna, AstraZeneca, approve them all. And we all had reason for hope. They weren't actually here. We can't count it as a vaccine unless we've got it to put it in an arm. Mm -hmm. 
You can't. And you know what? There's some people that are out there blindly defending the federal government because they hate Doug Ford or they hate the provincial conservatives. Hate, hate, hatred. And they'll defend Justin Trudeau no matter what he does. But you got to be honest. We're fucked. And it's all because we don't have the vaccines. It's all well and good to place an order. Yeah, fine. I can place an order on Amazon right now. Until it gets here, I don't have that. I've secured it, but I don't have it. And we need to have vaccines. And we don't. And you know what? Maybe if we'd gone to Pfizer and said, okay, here's the deal. We only in this country need about 80 million. We're going to buy an extra 80 million to share with the rest of the world once our population is done. How does that order sound to you? But here's the deal. If you want us to buy double what we actually need, we need to make sure that we get a minimum million doses every single week starting New Year's Day. We approved this in December. December. And only just in the last couple of weeks have we started getting them. And part of the problem here, Kat, is there's too many people playing politics. And we're about to get a federal budget. Christian Freeland is our new finance minister. She's replacing that piece of shit, Bill Morneau. And Christian Freeland is playing politics now. And I never thought she'd do it. I thought she was fairly, fairly genuine. I thought there's a person who cares and can work beyond party lines. Even Doug Ford said she was great to work with. She was so helpful and, and did really, really good work. Well, now we're playing politics. And I'd like to play a clip for you that came from committee yesterday. I really believe COVID has created a window of political opportunity and maybe an epiphany. A window of political opportunity. What the fuck does that even mean? Let me play that one more time, friends. I really believe COVID has created a window of political opportunity and maybe an epiphany. Do you mean to get reelected? Do you mean you can come out with a budget that promises all things to all people and get reelected with a majority? Do you mean to distract away from the fact that we don't have vaccines? Is that what you mean, Christian Freeland, when you say political opportunity? Or is it an opportunity to change the world, to change Canada, to indoctrinate everybody? I'm just sick of all the fucking talk. Like, just stop talking and start doing shit. Right? Like, yeah. Fuck's sake. Nobody, nobody trusts anybody right now. Nobody trusts you. Like I said, from, like I said a little while ago, I, I don't think there's anyone who stands up and says fully they trust anybody right now in power. Any of you. Any of they're, you. Honestly. They're all letting us down. We should not be in the situation we are in now. And, and you know what? I know we're here and we have to deal with it. I get it. And we are. But it never hurts to be reminded we did nothing to deserve this except sit around and watch our elected leaders fuck this up. Mm-hmm. How did those variants get in our country? How were they allowed to get over the border and into Canada and to spread freely? How did that happen? How in 2021 can we not have everyone vaccinated properly, quickly, efficiently with a consistent system that everybody can understand? How? 
I read this on our FM radio show today, and I'm going to read just a little bit of it here in the podcast. This is from a friend of mine named Gwen. She is an ICU nurse here in Halton. Guys, I just arrived home from OT. We had one bed open when I left an hour ago. I can't even begin to express how dismal things are in our hospitals. 80% of our patients are intubated and mechanically ventilated. Every one of them has a variant. A greater portion of our night was mixing up drugs to keep the patients chemically paralyzed and sedated to facilitate synchrony of ventilation. They are younger and sicker and these variants are ruthless and they do not discriminate. It's no longer our seniors that are sick. It's everyday healthy people like you and me that are gasping for air while their families cling to hope. We are unsafely understaffed and our assignments are heavy. We had a code blue this morning on one of the wards. The patient was resuscitated and intubated, but regrettably couldn't come to the ICU because we didn't have an ICU registered nurse to care for that vented patient. So they went to the ER where they're going to wait on life support to be taken to any hospital in Ontario that has a bed and a nurse. As of Friday, it's now mandated we can transfer you anywhere without consent. That's what it's come down to, my friends. It's scary and it's desperate and we're canceling elective surgeries. People will die waiting for cancer treatment. That's an ICU nurse that listens to this podcast that was working yesterday, that was spent all of her night mixing up different drugs to try anything to keep people alive. We have someone who went into cardiac arrest that couldn't be moved to the ICU because we don't have enough ICU beds. What in the actual fuck is going on? Yeah, that's not right. This is Ontario in 2021. And not one of those people at Queens Park seems to give a shit. They're kicking the football all over the fucking place. They're they're reacting instead of being proactive. We all saw this coming. We all saw it coming. Every one of us knew that this is the road we were going down when those variants started to spread and nobody did anything to stop it. And where are we now? They just in the U.S. said the Johnson and Johnson vaccine should they should immediately cease giving it to people because they discovered six blood clots in in women. I believe they were all women and one of them died. Well, that's going to slow down our vaccine effort even more, isn't it? Because we were expecting some Johnson and Johnson shots. That's right. And I assume, although AstraZeneca, we're still handing that out, even though it's still halted in the States. So I'm not sure what they're going to decide ultimately here for Canada, but we know that much for the States. They're a little more careful when it comes to that, it seems. Uh, and people there, by the way, are a lot less trusting based on polls, but lost, lo- a lot less trusting of the vaccinations to begin with. What Can I ask, what happened to that COVID hospital? And if I'm not mistaken, it was in... Vaughn? Would, yes, in Vaughn. Thank you. Is that, are they just taking COVID patients still? Is that still a thing? Is it, are they full too? What's going on there? You know, I don't know, Kat. I don't know. I mean, we have these field hospitals. I know there's one in Toronto. I know there's one in Burlington. I don't know if they're full or if they just don't want to open them up. I don't know what the problem is, but I do know that if anybody goes to the hospital because of uh, they're having a heart attack or they've got something seriously wrong with them, that they can't get the treatment they need because there's so many COVID patients, there's a big fucking problem. This is, we are a G7 country. We are one of the world leaders in many different ways that is coming off like a bunch of fucking idiots around the world. And it's a failure of leadership. 
Every single one of those people should stand in front of the public and say, I apologize to you because we let this happen and they should tender their resignation. Every single one of them, anyone who had a hand in letting it get to this should step down. Every one of them. It's unacceptable. It's unsafe. People are dying. They're getting sick. We have our healthcare workers going fucking nuts right now. And it didn't need to be this way. Justin, I don't give a shit what you do. If you're not going to quit, then go somewhere and get vaccines. Go anywhere. Buy them. Steal them. Make a deal with somebody. I don't give a shit. Just get vaccinations out. I want a daily report. Never mind that. Let's go. I now want a daily fucking report of what you did today. What did you do today to help? Who did you call? Who did you speak to? What's the latest? Because now we're at the point where I don't trust you for shit. So tell me what you did. Show you know what? Me. I, you I have think we should go very, ahead. Sir. Very, very slim chance of keeping me here with you on this. Very slim chance. And and I know for a lot of people that chance was long gone and I get it. But let's just say I'm willing to give one more small, tiny chance. Tell me what you do every single day. I don't know what the fuck you do all day. What are you doing all day to help this? Because if this really is your top priority, what have you done specifically? Tell me, who'd you call? You know what he's doing. Who'd you talk to? How much money did you drop? What did you? What were you willing to do? What were your compromises to the drug companies or whatever it was? And why? Why? What was your answer? What'd you get? I need to know everything at this point. I don't trust all, them for shit. All they're doing is planning an election. They're planning a budget to buy and distract and trying to get reelected with a majority. And you know what's scary is they might even fucking get it. That would be the reward for this is a majority government. They're pushing for it. Let me tell you something, Jugmeet Singh. Don't let it happen. Do not let them vote right now. Do not bring them down over this budget. And not that I want Trudeau in power anymore. I just happen to know that the federal conservatives have made absolutely no progress at all. They're not gaining any traction. It's a joke. So if we have an election, they're going to get obliterated. The NDP always does. So you've got to do what the NDP does. Just be a good opposition, Jugmeet. Do not let that government fall because you will reward them with a majority government. You've got to keep them in minority status so that certain things can still be dealt with with common sense. They cannot have the full access to the bank account and the checkbook to do whatever they want. They can't. Don't let it happen. It is so bad what's happening in this country right now. And we're talking about Ontario, but I get that we've got listeners in Alberta and British Columbia and and Manitoba and Saskatchewan and Quebec and all over the East Coast. I get that. And I know that you've got your own set of problems, too. But I mean, holy shit, guys, it's really fucking bad here. If you're an American wondering, how are things in Canada? It's really, really, really bad. And nobody is doing anything. You know what? I think probably the most helpful thing that Justin Trudeau could do right now is go and learn CPR. Then we should stick him in a bunch of PPE and put him in an emergency room so he can see some of these people coming in. Some of those people that didn't need to be there because they should have been vaccinated by now. They should have been. Yeah. Um, So Johnson and Johnson was supposed to be here. We didn't have a date for that, correct? No, we didn't. We just knew initially it was supposed to be the fall. Then they said spring, but they never put a date on it because nobody wants to put a date on anything right now. Right. Of course. No, no, of course not. Because then it's something for people to go back on. And and heaven forbid we try to put you at your word here. 
Um, they're doing, there's a press conference happening today between the FDA and Johnson and Johnson over this. So it's not, it's a non-issue if you will for us, but it definitely is because that will impact vaccine rollout here overall. I mean, if we were expecting them and now all of a sudden they're going to be halted in Canada. And again, that's a choice in the States, but if it is, then that's going to push things back. I think even further, it's, it's really not good. It's really not good. Just quickly, Selena Gomez announced this morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a fucking joke. The, okay, so this is the weirdest concert announcement, honestly. I I, I was always excited about the, f- the first time I'd be able to give concert announcements. This is obviously not like a typical concert. But this morning it came down that there is a special benefit concert called Vax Live 2021. It's to reunite the world So Selena Gomez is involved in this and hosting it with Global Citizen, for those who are wondering who it's with. Jennifer Lopez is performing Eddie Vedder, Foo Fighters, J Balvin, and her so far. That's been announced. Uh, May 8th is when it is. They're calling for equitable COVID-19 vaccine distribution for all. And again, that's taking place on May 8th. Um, Across all the platforms and networks, by the way. Sure it is. Sure it is. Listen, it's real easy to try and get everybody else excited about vaccinations when you've had yours and you have access to it. It's real easy. Listen, in the States, they can talk about how do we reach people and convince them that it's safe to get a shot? We're not at that stage in Canada because, A, we don't have any. The people who need them still don't have them. I I don't even know why we're even giving a thought. To the people who don't want one. I'm still not sure why we're driving around these mobile fucking vaccination clinics. We're going to go to the people and get them vaccinated. While I don't disagree with that, now's not the time. The people who don't want it, fine. Don't give it to them. Give it to the people who want it first. Give it to the people who want and need it that don't mind going somewhere to get their shot. You don't need to make it convenient for me to get a vaccine. I'll go and get it wherever it is. And if you want me to go at two o'clock in the morning, I'll go. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be rolling out the mobile fucking unit going to reach the people to get them vaccinated. We don't need to be focusing on vaccine hesitancy right now because there's more than enough people that do want it. Once we're done, all the people that have got their hand up saying, please, God, vaccinate me. Then we can go to the people who are hesitant. For now, if they don't want it, they don't want it. It's not our job to convince people right now. It will get to that stage, but we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. And this is another problem with that vaccine rollout. There's people who want it, need it, begging for it. They'd even pay for it. I'll pay for it. But I want it. So why on earth we're focusing on the people who don't want it right now and wasting time and resources on that is bewildering to me. Well, just to be clear, this Global Citizen event is also just it's about being fair to countries who don't even have one. They say 10 countries have administered 75% of all vaccinations globally. There's 130 countries that haven't received a single dose. That said, many of those countries don't have the cases like we do. I think part of that's our fault. I think everybody knows that. Yeah, part of that is our fault. Canada contributed to COVAX and then we pulled back our effort. We're using vaccinations in Canada right now that were intended for some of those countries. But because we couldn't get any for ourselves, we're pulling out of COVAX. Sorry, rest of the world. Sorry. uh, Please talk to our prime minister because it wasn't supposed to be like this. It shouldn't be like this. And I don't know how much longer people are going to take it. I really don't. Mm -hmm. But they're at their breaking point. This is it. Something needs to give and quick, quick, quick.
There's no more screwing around. There's no more, oh, well, you know, let's see how it goes, blah, blah, blah. Once the two weeks of the stay-at-home order is up, let's see where the numbers are and which way they're trending. If we're not seeing a noticeable improvement, we've got to pivot again and change strategies. We have to because this is just awful. And in the meantime, in the meantime, let's do what they're asking us to do, even though they're flipping and fucking flopping and it's frustrating everybody. Everybody's frustrated. I get it. I'm one of those people. I'm front of the line frustrated. But I'll do what I have to do because like Scott mentioned, I mean, reading that post that you read from that nurse who's in the thick of it right now, let's not, those people do not deserve it. Those workers do not deserve this. The people who are dying don't deserve this. So let's do our part, as shitty as it sounds, to hear this all over again. If we just do our part for the time being, remember all of it, we will take action. Let's hope that the vaccine rollout goes okay. And I know, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm not really confident myself, but let's at least do our part here. Stay within your bubbles for the time being because I, I don't want to overrun these hospitals. It's getting really fucking out of hand. And it's not your fault or your fault or your fault. Don't act like this is a blame thing for anybody because it's hard when you've done all the right things so far and you have to just keep doing this and now your kids are at home. But let's just keep doing what we're doing. Stay at home so that we aren't talking about this times 10 or a worse situation if our government continues to fuck up. Let's do what we can individually. And with that, we will say thank you, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Be safe. And uh, we'll try and turn it around and get back on track with some other shit tomorrow. It's just frustrating that we had to do this today, but it needed to be said. And frankly, I'm frustrated. You're frustrated. Everybody's frustrated. And the people who could actually change things around just don't seem to give a shit. Some of them. Anyway, some of them. There's some that I think are working hard. Others, they're just fucking the dog. They're they're just worrying about political issues. And, and that's just so wrong. Okay, Kat, you have any plans today? Anything? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Have a good day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.